Black Oni. You're now listening to the Black Oni Podcast. Welcome everybody at home on iTunes and both YouTube to another pup episode of the Black Oni Podcast. This is episode 32 and I am joined today by three awesome people. I'm going to introduce them. First is the 1KK. <laughs> He's got his group. <laughs> the next is Soil aka Soad. He is on mobile so you can't see his face right now. You've probably just seen a picture. What's up? Yeah. And we got Dream Manifested. What's going on, everybody? Yeah. And I'm very excited for this episode because it's been like two, three weeks since the last episode of the podcast, and I've just been super busy. Um, I wanted to first say who my guests are and also let you guys at home know why we haven't had an episode of the podcast up. I just entered a competition. Uh, you can see in the last video that was up that uh, I entered it and you know my pieces there. You can vote for it through Facebook and Twitter. Also, we're revving up for a pretty big um, fundraising event going on October 25th. Kevin, I'm going to try to actually get you on board if you're available. Um, cool. We're going to go over to uh, the new Prince's Place and, and live stream pretty much all day. Uh, playing some video games for raising money for charity. Um, so that will be fun. But anyway, I want to give uh, you guys an opportunity to plug the things that you guys would like to plug. So I'll let uh, either Kev or Dave go first, of course. Go ahead, Kev. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I just did a new review for the Black Oni, the Black Oni blog. Uh, other than that, I'm in the middle of a semester, so I've got nothing going on. Grading, <laughs> grading, grading. So. Awesome. Yeah, that review is actually really awesome. It's for Smash Brothers uh, 3DS. Great review. Uh, you guys at home, go check that out. What about you, Dave? Oh, we're uh, working with a website, our own website, WDWP.co. Mm-hmm. Stands for Why Do We Play? And a lot of creative articles and podcasts as well on there. And still writing for uh, Black Ani as well. I need to get something up, up for you recently. <laughs> <laughs> Been a little while, been a little while. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good though. It's a, it's a good thing. Um, and what about you, Dream Manifested? Well, sir. So uh, you know, like I said, you know, every, no, a lot of for the people that don't know, met my man Jay Blaze on YouTube. Uh, but I do. Uh, me and my my fellow co- colleagues have a website called GameHell.com. Uh, where we do, you know, we post some game reviews, uh, whether it be games. Uh, a little bit of entertainment type type of things, anime, all that kind of stuff. All your basic nerd culture. Uh, we do like to do that. Right now, it's kind of set up like a Tumblr post. But, uh, you know, the biggest, I guess, attraction for our website was to be that anybody can post. So if you want to post something to that's pertinent to those little core things, gaming, anime, any of that, you can go ahead and help yourself out and get yourself some exposure and help everybody out. So check it out. Cool. yeah. yeah. So that's that's gamehow.com? Gamehow. <laughs> Very cool. And um yeah, we're just gonna jump right into our uh, uh, icebreaker. If there was one feature from one console you could bring over to the other, which would it be? 
This could be any generation, any console, even including PCs. Well, for me personally, in terms of the, we're just going to go with, you know, current gen, I guess you say, from PS4 to Xbox One. Mm-hmm. One thing I definitely like about the Xbox One, my Xbox One versus the PS4, is the smart glass app versus the PlayStation app. PlayStation app's not great. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that PlayStation app needs a serious upgrade <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to the uh, the Smart Glass app. It's just they they definitely hit the nail on the head as far as the Smart Glass. Even though there's a couple of things I would tweak there, but PlayStation app needs to step it up. Yep. All right, that's fair. So um, you go ahead. I don't know. I'm thinking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's a, a hard question. question. I'll, I'll go next because I know. I came with a question. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, can you guys hear me clearly? Can you hear me really well? Clear. Crisp. Perfect. I should actually put that out of the way because that's not what's picking up the audio. Um, if there was one feature, it would be backwards compatibility uh, universally. I mean, oh, yeah. one of the things I'm really, really interested in with the Wii U is that it's totally, as far as I know, it's totally backwards compatible with all disc-based games it is all we, going yeah. back all the way to the gamecube Whoa. i don't know if it does gamecube okay but it does we it does we all right so you have to go over to a whole separate menu like from the main menu you have to go over to a whole separate interface mm-hmm. but it will play Wii games and they look like crap because they're not hd but right right <laughs> it will play them <laughs> what can you do though right right can you do and one of the things i loved about the ps3 was that you could the original ps3 was that you can play ps2 games but it's also games upscale huh and PS1 games. And PS1 games. And it upscaled them if you turn the setting on to upscale. So that was uh, that was really, really intriguing. Um, hopefully we will get to see something like that again uh, in the near future. I mean, you know, PlayStation Now is supposed to be kind of a You're remedy right. for it in some way, but... Uh... And I don't yeah, particularly once, appreciate you know, once that. Once you buy your games again, like... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And especially, like, so they either do it that way with the PlayStation Now or just they re-release it for, like, an HD whatever. Like, no, just let me play the old game. We already got it. We already paid for it and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would be my most requested thing um, for sure. Hmm. I still don't have an answer. I like your well, answers. I, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I got one that's we finally heard is coming that I've been waiting for for a long time, but it's not here yet. So that's not really fair or, uh, one that Xbox has, but it's still not coming yet for PlayStation, but it should be here. I mean, could I list two, but they're kind of contradictory. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, one was the new feature to play music while playing a game. And Sony finally is having that USB support come in. <laughs> so mm. I can listen to some damn music while right. playing Call of Duty or something. Right. I'm, I'm, but on top of that, like Xbox has that snap feature, so you could snap t- while doing something, but it's not quite the same as like 360 days when you right. could just play that from your hard drive and just right. go at that. And utilize your whole screen. Right. Yeah. Well, the other the other one was that, uh, which I think the Xbox has, the auto-resume feature, where you just you can leave your game and come right back to where you left off. Yeah, that was supposed to be something that happened a long time ago for for PlayStation, but it's That's, coming. I mean, it's coming. It has it sort of like yeah, like you can do a lot without closing your game, and then you can come back to right where you left off. That's true. 
But. Yeah, but it's not quite what they taunted a year ago. Right. No. So, I mean, th- those would be, like, two, kind of, for me. Okay, alright. But not a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to be able to, you know, have my friend or help my friend with a spot on their game. Still waiting for that one, that update to come out. Sh- sure I also play. like the, uh, the game share they talked about at 1.2, where, like, because you own a game, I can demo it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if that's actually ever going to happen. I feel like that was an open-ended promise that's not going to be met. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. It's probably, you never know, though. You never know. Yeah. Never say never. Or something like that. What about you, <laughs> Kev? Um, I'm going to go with the game share, because I just said it, and I'm out of ideas. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, either that, or I just want a virtual boy for all of my systems. So I can play my games in red and black. Give me a seizure <laughs> giant headset. That's what I want. Are you sure that's your answer you're going with? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to jump right into uh, the next part of the podcast, which is I have it like on my other screen. That's why I'm looking this way. Um, so what, what are you playing? What are you guys playing right now? We're going on to the gaming news section. <laughs> well, let's let that dream go for us because he's over there dying already. <laughs> uh, well, I have not been able to put Destiny down. I have gripes. I have a lot of accolades for it. First thing I want to say is a lot of people badmouth the game simply because they have already decided with the with the previews. Oh, it's gonna be like Borderlands. It's gonna be like Halo. And then when they realize it's its own game. Oh, well, it's nothing like Borderlands. Let it be its own game. Enjoy its originality. <laughs> I will say, you know, being that it was supposed to be, they did promise us a little bit more than what we got. That is disheartening, especially when you read, um, what was it, the post, what was it, from the 404 architect or whatever, that little Reddit post. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, initially the vision was supposed to be an MMO uh, Mass Effect compared to what we got. Right. But regardless, it's still fun. It's still one of the most fun games that I've played in a long time. Okay. It's fun, but it's so grindy. Like, very. So grindy. Like, I need, I need like 150 skin medals, <laughs> and that's absurd. Like, yeah, that's so much. I don't ever want to be in a position where I need. That I think, many. I think I'm only playing Destinies on Tuesdays right now. I think it's like go on Tuesday and raid because that's actually all I can do to get better. Because the game is like the end game of the game is just totally broken. <laughs> like, I love the game, but the end game is totally broken. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. Alright, what about you, Dave? I, I know what you was playing, but I'll let you go. What? What was I playing? You was playing Rocksmith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you playing Rocksmith. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, that's still my, uh, my addiction. That's my crack. I actually have two of my guitars sitting in my room from last night for playing it for like five or six hours straight, maybe. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's it's replaced Rock Band and Guitar Hero in every facet now. It, it's getting to the point where I'm downloading twelve dollars worth of DLC each time they release something new. <laughs> <laughs> um, that excellent. That Destiny and uh, Shadows of Mordor. That's that's mainly what I've been playing. Now Shadows of Mordor, good because I've been I've been itching to pick it up. It looks oh, I, good. I know that. I love it. I love it. It's um, a lot of fun, especially considering the Lord of the Rings universe, like, finally fully realized, and just all these different side quests you can do, and items you can collect, and 
the, the nemesis system is truly a, a cool thing to see in action. Well, all right, here's my question, all right? Jordan, viral kills for you guys at home, he he put a post on the Black Only thread saying that uh, he had regrets. Hmm. And I think Which is weird, since he was all about that game, and even told me to go it. buy it like two days ago. Yes, so I'm very... <laughs> like after he posted that. Very confused about that. Is it regrets because he knows he doesn't have the time to put towards it, or regrets because he doesn't like it anymore? Well, it's possibly one of both. But, I mean, we all go through those motions where we love a game and then we won't touch it for, like, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Or it could be because of the choices he made involving the enemies in the game. That's possible, too. Okay. Because I what? asked him, I, I was like, what do you mean? And he never responded. So I, I assume he just got really busy wasn't able to respond yet. But I'm, I'm so intrigued now to see what that's supposed to be. The only yeah. negative thing I've heard so far, but well, it's not really negative because it's all about how you play, but I've heard that the game is relatively short. That's some, something too. That's that's why it's hard for me to recommend as like a must buy purchase because for sixty dollars you could probably crank through it in fifteen to twenty twenty five hours, maybe thirty if you get like everything. Right. I mean, it still seems like a really awesome experience either way. So I don't think you know it being short should take away from it too much. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. And so, Dave, if you don't mind me asking you a question, have you beat it just yet? Beat it Not just yet. yet. No? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Because uh, an, an, another one of my buying factors that I think about is the potential replay value. And well, I mean, mm, even with the amount I've played so far, if I went through it, beat it, and then got everything, I don't see myself playing it again. Maybe like a year down the road after I'm oh, done playing okay. Call of Duty and The Witcher <laughs> and The Division oh, the and all that other crap the that Witcher comes out over the next insane. year. There's I mean, so much good coming yeah. out. Yeah, there's a lot coming out. But uh, I mean, if they marked it down to like thirty nine ninety nine, I would instantly recommend you buy that game. But sixty bucks is a little steep. Mm. All right, what about you, Ken? What are you playing? Uh, Destiny. Though I'm trying to now only play that like once a week because I realized that like every other day is just a waste of time. Like it doesn't get me anything. Mm. Um, lots of Diablo and Super Smash Brothers. I miss Diablo. <laughs> you know, I you should come back. Did. You have a present waiting in your mailbox. Well, uh, <laughs> see, I had actually purchased the, the one. Th- I'm not doing digital only anymore, but I downloaded that on the Xbox One and was playing it right before Destiny came out, and I haven't touched it since. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was doing same the same way. thing, and like, I don't know. Its loot system is so much more refined and so much better than Destiny's that, like, I went back to it for a little while, and I was like, all right, I need to do this more. I need to like put Destiny aside and just do this for a while. Right. Because honestly, in terms of Destiny, I'm at the same point as you, where the only thing that I can do is raid, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and you don't so. even get the stuff you need when you raid. Like it's so mm. frustrating. Right. Tell me about it. Tell you can me. Only, about you can only raid once a week. You can only get one piece of armor, and you're not even guaranteed that each time you raid. And you often just keep getting the same thing over and over. Like Shadow White. <laughs> Damn Shadow White. Yeah. So what I've actually started to do is build up other characters just so I can get, you know, maybe maybe one more. So I can do at least four times a week, you know, the normal and the hard on each character. Right. Can you do it on multiple characters? I thought that it was once per account. Mm-mm. You can do it on multiple characters. Yeah. At least that's what I heard, too. Okay. Um, well, I know, like, the daily you can only do once per account. Because I did it on both characters and I got no- nothing for the second one. Oh, man. Mm. And same with the weekly strike. Really? 
I think it well, says I don't want you sharing those ascended shards and energy. Right. You can, you, well, can you even share ascended shards and energy to, through characters? Like, you can, but that's why they won't give you the rewards twice. Oh, shit. Okay, that's good to know. Um, what have I been playing? I've been playing Dust and Elysium Tale. That was fun. Yeah, I didn't play through, played you played through all of it. No, just like a few hours. Okay. I like it so far. I think it's, I think it's first of all, gorgeous. It's a super pretty yeah. game. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's free on PlayStation Plus, guys, so check that shit out. For a few more weeks. For a few more weeks, exactly. I need um, to get on my PlayStation Plus, matter of fact. Yeah, you, you, you can get <clears> the <throat> app now. Oh, he's got, he got his controller. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we have a bunch of games that, uh, that just released slash are coming out this week. Um, we'll talk about, I'll, I'll run them off. Shadows of Mordor, we talked about already a little bit. Bayonetta 2, which... I have a pre-order in. I might cancel it and wait, because, like, I don't think I'm going to play it right away. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I also feel like it's either going to get really expensive or really cheap really fast. Mm. Like, Bayonetta 1, I got for $4. Wow. Like, less than a year after it came out. How the hell did you do that? Like, after after Christmas clearance. Oh, okay, <laughs> smart. smart. I feel like Bayonetta 2, after Christmas... Might be really cheap. So what are you playing on the Wii? Because I don't have it. I feel like the one thing that I'm waiting for to buy a Wii U is probably Zelda, honestly. Yeah. Um, I haven't been playing all that much over the last month. Over the summer, I played a bunch of uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario 3D World, if that's the name of it. That one's really good, too. Um I'm looking forward to Super Smash Brothers. They keep releasing more and more about the console version, yeah. and it's going to be epic. Like, fuck epic. up even? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Borderline. Borderline. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I want. A, I want Mario Party too. I really, really want the Wii U Mario Party, and it's. I don't know. It's gone dark, and that bothers me. But Nintendo also very frequently like doesn't publicize things. They're just like, this is now out. Yeah, no, they, they, I don't. I don't understand why they do that. It makes no sense to me. But then again, you know, I'm, what do I know? I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. Um, Super Smash Brothers 3DS. We talked about that. Alien Isolation, which I still want to check out. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait until. I think I'm gonna wait till either Halloween or wait until like around Christmas to check it out because. People liked watching my live streams and my uh, videos of me playing Outlast, so I assume they want to see stuff like that. Um, and yo, that's just mad loud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Mobby. <clears throat> <laughs> um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. And I'm not buying that until it comes out on PS4, because it will. Yeah. It's going to. It's absolutely going to. You guys at home who, who probably missed the uh, the post that there was regarding that, uh, it, it is damn near confirmed coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and also, it's probably going to be free on PlayStation Plus if it follows the theme of the other Borderlands. It's mm, true. I mean, I would be okay with that. Could just wait long. I mean, long in time. like a year, but <laughs> yeah, but still. Um, Drive Club, which Sony needs to fucking fix. (laughs) 
you know, sometimes they make it real hard to <laughs> be, be the fanboy. Right. <laughs> How do you delay a game by a year and still have it be just as broken? Like, yeah. what have you been doing for a year? Nothing. A whole Nothing. Lot. A I mean, whole lot of it. To their credit, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. But looks are only can only take you so far, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Man, I, shoot, look at me. Come on now. <laughs> Like I said, it can only take you so far. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, NBA 2K15. Is that out, out or is it about to come out? No, no it's, it's out. And it's okay. broken. <laughs> Do you have it's it? broken too? No. Uh, my, like I said, you know, I have Xbox One, so a lot of times I'm on PlayStation, but in my Xbox party. But they're always complaining about trying. I think it's gotten a little bit better now, but in the beginning, definitely. Uh, it was a trouble just to make sure they can get into the same courts or whatever. Like, there would just be someone would just be standing there like, hey, what's going on? And then everybody get kicked out. Damn, it's like Battlefield all over again. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it at the same time. Um, Basically, EA, like, EA. stop releasing broken games. Like, just, just stop. Stop releasing games, please. period. I mean, at this point, I don't think they can, I don't think they have the luxury to say they cannot release broken games anymore. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, they um, better stop. <laughs> if Dragon Age 3 is broken when it comes out, I might cry for like a week and a half. <laughs> I, might, I might be there with you. I might have to cry too, because that's uh, I'm actually really looking forward to that game. Like, you might put me on the podcast and I'll just be crying like a baby <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> um, we have uh, Forza Horizon 2. Which I hear is really good. Yeah, me too. I'm... I'm it's hard again, like you said, Dream. It's hard to be a Sony fan talking about you know <laughs> talking about you want to play some driving games and you shit don't even. It may be a little hard when their games aren't working the way they need to be. That's why I just tell people I just want to play the games. I don't. I don't care whatever it is. I like to play games. Right, right. And that's <clears> the way <throat> it should be. That is the way it should be. Um. And there is this game called Shin Megami Tensei 4, which I'm, I've kind of lost count as to, like, what she... she Do you Megami mean the, the arena one? Shit just said Shin Megami Tensei 4, so that, Well, that came out, like, a year ago, so... All right, so I don't... I don't the Ultimate Arena 4 just came out. That might be it. Probably what that is. Or Ultimax, whatever they call it. It's the, the remake of... Um, Persona 4 Arena. That's what it is. Persona uh, 4 I Arena. told you. Told you. I told you. Yeah, you was like, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I said, this looks a lot like Persona. <laughs> Persona. Well, they fold, the, they fold them together like all the Personas are now, the Shin Megami Tensei games. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we talked about some of the stuff that's coming or, or is released now. Um, we'll move on to the gaming news section of the podcast. Now, Windows 10 is looking to bring the ecosystem to the Xbox, Xbox family. I want to hear your thoughts on, um, I guess, what that might mean for, for Microsoft in the long term. If this, if you think this will benefit them, or if this is just more of a, more or less a distraction from the fact that they're not really. I mean, their strategy for the last few years has been to try and present like one operating system for their phone, their game console, and your computer and your tablet. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just the next step of that. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people like it. Some people don't. Right. Nobody likes Windows 8. So 
<laughs> I don't know why Windows 10 is going to be any different. 8.1 they... isn't bad. <laughs> 8.1? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am not so a no, Windows like, 8 fan, though. <laughs> like, I have Windows 8. It's okay. But, like, I don't use the start screen at all. Like, I don't know why anybody would. <laughs> like... Because they made it? <laughs> like, I know. Good there. <laughs> you would hopefully want to use what they intended you to use, but I do exactly what you do. <laughs> like, I don't want to use that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've only barely used it when I was uh, helping my mom set up her new computer, and I was just like, I hate this so much. The only time I've used it is when I want to, like, keep a messenger up in the corner because you can multitask with Windows apps on your desktop. So, like, I just leave that up on one side, but, like... I could also just do that with two windows. There's really no reason for it to exist. Right. I don't know. Hopefully, you know, Windows 10. I, I've heard some like really mixed things about Windows 10. Maybe it will it will be better. The blue screen will be thirty percent bluer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, got just, those percentages in there. Just in terms of like UI, though, like Xbox. Is, is kicking PS4's butt. You think so? Like, the, yes and no. I still think the 360 had it right. I don't know why they took that step back because there's a lot of stuff on the Xbox One. I'm like, why would you change it? And for them to always have those party issues. Yeah. But in terms of just the, the fluidity of going through stuff, I think the Xbox One is more is better than the PS4, honestly. Okay, all right. Is, the, is that more, more in relation to... Uh, the voice navigation, or would you, or is that more in relation to the button interface? This would be more, probably all of it. Um, mm. Definitely, the voice navigation is, is pretty good when it's not trying to pick up on your sound when you're not even talking to it. <laughs> but I mean, just it might just because it's just more familiar. Um, you know, the PS4, they're trying to, they still got a lot of, uh, they're making a lot of updates to it. So there's a lot of things that are going to be changing. They're trying to find that right, that sweet spot for how they want their UI. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of bad right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's automatically organized by what you used most recently. So it's, it's kind of clunky. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's one of the things they say they are trying to fix with their new update or whatever the fuck. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, um, I'm going to try, this is going to be a little tricky. I'm going to press the start streaming button. I wasn't streaming this entire time because I was trying to set it up right. It took me this long to do it. So hopefully the internet doesn't break. Hopefully this is doing what I want to do. I don't, I don't even, I even see a thing pop up for me to like put a description of what this is in there. So, uh... Anyway, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it moving. We're just gonna keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, big changes to the Xbox One and the PS4 user interfaces. This is what we just talked about. Um, I didn't I didn't do as much reading on the Xbox One uh, updates that are coming, but I, I saw like a month ago. Oh, and it looks like it's streaming, and it's streaming really well. Sorry, I just got really distracted by that, and that's really exciting. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, what what are your guys? What are you guys' thoughts on the new uh, changes through that update? Um, I like that they're going to be making the my library and the PS4 actually useful. Like right now, it's I don't know, it's where I go if I've deleted a game and I need to find it again, but it takes forever to load. So I'm looking forward to that actually being useful. Right. Hmm. I'm just glad they're giving us some of what they promised us. It's, they they still have a ways to go, but it's nice to see some change 
long-awaited change is finally coming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Dave, I know one thing you're definitely happy for just because you brought up earlier is that USB music player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which seems so simple, right? Like, why could you just throw it in from the beginning? Right. <laughs> and my other, my other big thing about that is that why does it have to be a USB? Does, like, can it be a hard drive? Can it be something saved onto the PS4 hard drive? Or does it have to be a USB stick? Because who really has large USB it, sticks anymore? I, I believe they said that it, it has to be a USB. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, you can't save music right now. You can't rip CDs. That's not something it will do. Now, I understand not ripping CDs because, one, CDs aren't really used that much anymore. And, two, like, sure. you can just borrow a CD from someone and rip it. And then, you know, that's not, that's not a good thing, okay? People out there. People out there. We're not condoning it. (laughs) Uh, But just taking a look at the Xbox updates, I see most of them, of course, are as usual for Xbox and Microsoft as far as the entertainment side. There's a lot of stuff going on as far as the improvement for TV. Not that I care about that. I mean, it's whatever. They got some snap functions, but I don't see them fixing the party. How long are we in? I'm telling you. You understand, like, every time I try to join a party, I always have to toggle from game chat to party chat, or I have to leave the party and come back in the party, and leave the party and come back in the party. I don't understand what is so broken with the party. How? What, what happened? What happened from Xbox 360 to Xbox One that you can't do the party right? I don't know. I, I, I heard really good things about... I've used a party system on the 360, and it worked really well. And I, yeah. I use it on PS4, and it works really well. So I don't understand why this was such a hard thing for them to figure out. I don't know. On PS4, my complaint is that that prioritized game or prioritized party doesn't prioritize. It completely like mutes the other. Yeah, yeah. Like they need to make it so you can actually talk to people who you're playing with and your other friends. Yeah, yeah. And for both, they need to increase the cap for party members. Probably, yeah. Well, what's the maximum you can have on PS4? It's eight, right? Eight, and I believe it's eight on Xbox too. I think. I think, are there even any games out that let you play with more than eight people? No. All right, but, so then what the fuck? I mean, because like I said, like, you know, you get on, like, like I said, a lot of times, because I don't have anything to play on the Xbox right now, I get on and I just put my headset to the, my Xbox controller so I can talk to them. You know, you know, sometimes you just get on there just to talk some shit, play the game. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think the changes are good. I think uh, there's a lot of them on the the list that I saw for both of them. So I'm looking forward to getting hands on. I'm hoping that they don't end up breaking anything anymore, um, because software tends to do that. Yeah. When do you think we'll be getting the the updates? I'm assuming this the beginning of the month, so like the first Tuesday in November. Oh God, that's, that's close. It's close to Call of Duty time. That is close to Call of Duty time. If they fuck and they that better up, not, they be better so, not mess it up. I'm saying, I'm saying. I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so we are now live on Twitch. I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, I'm going to share this with. I'm so excited! I got this to work. You don't understand. <laughs> um. But anyway, yeah, let's let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Evolve. All right, we talked about this before on the Black Money podcast quite a bit, actually. Mm. 
And I've talked to you guys individually about this as well. And I'm a very big supporter of developers having enough time to work on the projects that they need. But goddamn, this game is being delayed <laughs> over a year. This is October. Evolve was coming out in 2015, October 2015. I'm just wondering, like, they've had playable demos of this game at events for like six months already. Like, are they completely redoing it? I don't know. And that's what scares me is because the way Destiny turned out mm. with what mm. we thought we were going to get from, you know, the first demos and all of that. And then by the time it comes out, it's just a completely different vision. I'm really hoping that it's not happening with Evolve. I mean, I don't know what, you know, what just the type of game it is, what there could be to change like that yeah. as far as story or anything. But I don't know. I don't either. That's a. Uh, I don't know. They just better not. I mean, I don't. From what I understand, it's not really going to be a huge emphasis on story anyway. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm like, wondering if it's just a move to make it like a big item for holiday sales next year. Right. Because February release, like we already have a bunch of February releases this year, which is strange. So I feel like it's crowded. So if you're going to move it, you might as well move it all the way to holidays. Right. That could be it. That could be it. it sucks. That makes sense though. Because. Like, there was nothing to play this summer, and now there's too much. Like, it's way too much. <laughs> if releases were spaced, they'd all sell better. Like, all of them. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. They all want to try to make that November-December rush. And I understand to an extent that, like, you'll be able to, to sell it at the highest price around the hottest time of the year. But at the same time, I mean, there's, like, like you said, there's, there's all these months leading up to that where there's, like, maybe a few games to be excited about versus, yeah. you know, everything coming out all at once. Like, if something good is coming out in, like, July, everybody's going to buy it because there's nothing else to buy. That's Whereas if something Christmas that looks promising July. is coming out in, like, end of October, it's competing against 50 other things that look promising. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Oh! Nah, he's, he's, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> you never know, though. You never know. Um, for you guys just tuning into the live stream, just know that I'm looking to my side because I have like a shit ton of stuff going on on screen and I have my agenda on this other screen right here. Um, you know, the PS4, again, outsells the Xbox One um, last month, uh, regardless of the fact that certain analysts, I'm not going to say, no, I am going to say, Michael Pactor uh, definitely <laughs> said that, uh, that he predicted that the Xbox One would outsell the PS4. And uh, for for September, and that's just not true. And I'm really we've had this discussion before on the podcast, and, and in, in relation to like our daily lives, sales don't really matter that much for us. But over the long run, they do. Like yeah, like that's why there's no non Nintendo games on Wii U right now, except for Bayonetta, because like nobody bought a Wii U. Yeah, this is yeah. this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bought one, but you know, yeah. Um, I want to do it, but go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it. No, 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 no I, I'm saying I want to buy the Wii U. I want to. I really do. I do too. But there's not like the only thing I'm gonna play Zelda and Smash. But what else? Yeah, I'm like, tired. That's I'm, it. <laughs> like, I like Mario, but I'm tired of Mario. And yeah. if they want to keep it. 
solely Nintendo. They have so many other IPs they could use. And we talked about this yeah. yesterday, actually. We I, talked I, about I, that. I would love for you to, to elaborate on the IPs that you would love to see Nintendo bring bring out. Well, shoot. Personally, it's about time we have a next-gen Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that explored. Um, well, the 3DS one was great. So. What? See? And it sold really well, so they have a market. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, I mean, let's see, what else, what else were we talking about? I know, I think you have brought up, or was it you or uh, so, uh, someone else? What was his name? Could have been New Prince. The New Prince, there you go. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this the last podcast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ever going to come out on a console, like a full Pokemon game. It's always going to be spinoffs. They're, they're insane for that. They are insane for that. Insane. That's money. Tell them bands. That's just money they're just throwing <laughs> away. They're not even they're not even making it rain on anybody. They just I mean, they're not Capcom where they're basically <laughs> just like oh, God. throwing money away all the time. But you know <laughs> we talked about that yesterday too. Because <laughs> they need like a fourth or fifth generation of a fucking game. Yes. What, what was that one that had like 10 or 12 words in the title? Oh, are you talking about Street, Street Fighter? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what was that? Street Fighter, Ultimate Street Fighter 2, X. Final Ultra Super. This is really the last one. Mega Mix 17. It's like, Super, really? Super Mega Street Fighter Ultra Hyper Combo Finish. Gosh. That is a Naruto game. Oh, oh my god. I remember. Naruto games have the longest titles. I was in a GameStop yeah, once, and I was shopping for a game, and they started saying the title on their thing, and by the time I checked out, they were just finishing. <laughs> like, the entire <laughs> transaction of, of buying the game was how long it took to say the title. It was like, Gosh. Naruto, Ultra, Shippuden 3, something Ninja, something, something Storm, something, another number, <laughs> something, 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 and then it was done. <laughs> That's too funny. Um. So we'll move on to the next part. Um, not the next section of the podcast, but the next topic. Uh, there's this motion and traditional controller revealed. It's called Mad Genius Controller. The Kickstarter is live. I wanted uh, you guys. Oh, you guys saw it in the the agenda. Um, but you guys at home, l- listen to the live stream or to the iTunes or to the YouTube. Um will be able to get your hands on this uh, at some point in the future uh, if they if they kicks are successful and it's looking like a really interesting take on on combining the two elements of traditional controller and like motion you can detach it and use motion controller um, you guys go home uh, support it you know put a few dollars towards it uh, I think this could be really cool moving forward to see where this company goes and also the other companies go um, this is probably the first or second time I've I've kind of advertised a Kickstarter on the Black Money podcast, so um, I think that's worth noting that it, it does look cool enough to have done that. Um, do you guys I have any thoughts about it? Much stuff on Kickstarter, way too much stuff. There are, there's a lot. There's a lot. Buy a lot of board games. That's... Oftentimes they're not great, <laughs> or they take like two years to get to me, but I just keep buying them. <laughs> I've got a sweatshirt that lights up. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah. I buy too much off of Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, do you feel that your experience on Kickstarter has been worth spending the money? 
By and large, I mean, you have to realize that you're probably going to be facing delays. Um, like, I've got a pebble, and that took, like, a year longer than expected. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, it's good. Oftentimes, you can get stuff, like, especially when it comes to games, you can get a lot of rewards for the different uh, stretch goals or the different loyalty rewards that you'll never see anywhere else. Right. Like, one of my games, if you want the, the expansions that you got from the Kickstarter, you have to buy them for, like, $12 a piece on Amazon. And I just got them for free. So. Nice. Cool. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, just in terms of this, I did uh, the Mad Genius controller. Mm -hmm. um, I looked it up. It looks like it's interesting as far as, uh, you know, it doubles as a regular controller. And then you can split it apart. And then yeah, it's, it's going to be wireless. You know, they, right now the right. prototype is wired. And so, like, what they were doing, they were demoing its use for Titanfall. And so, I guess... Um, they have Skyrim. It? They showed off Skyrim. Oh, they, I didn't see the Skyrim one. But it's going to be interesting. I don't know how you're going to really... I don't know what they're going to have to use to set the actual uh, button inputs. Because uh, like in Titanfall, you put your hand up you know, to call a Titan or throw your hands up in the X to eject. Yeah. But uh, I'm assuming, of course, each video game is going to have different types of things like that. Like, what do you do as far as setting that up? Not that that's a big deal. Yeah. It's just something that you have to think about. How is that going to translate to use... For multiple games, right? I think from what I understand is that it has um, it has profiles set up for for each thing. So like if if this button like if X jumps, then it'll automatically be set to a specific motion um, within the gaming profile on the controller itself. So apparently you did, you don't have to set anything up, but you can set things up. But you don't have to install anything extra to use it, and you can use it on any console. I mean, that's pretty dope. That's what, right. I'm, that's what I'm most impressed with, aside from the motion, is that you can use it with any console. Hmm. That's like what's it. up. And I would love to see where that takes other you know, consoles and other controllers in the future. Like if you know, Microsoft or Sony will start looking into stuff like that, if they'll make something really fine-tuned uh, to perfection on something like that. Yeah, because a PlayStation wand isn't cutting it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. Um... And we talked about Smash Brothers already, but we didn't talk about the actual numbers that the that Smash Brothers pushed. Um, Nintendo sells seven hundred and five thousand Smash Brothers units in two days Gosh. on the 3DS. Now, do you think Smash Brothers is what all it takes for people to jump on board the Wii U? I think mm. if they had released it at the same time, it might have been. But now mm. it's coming out a month later. And it's a hard sell to sell the same game twice. Never mind to sell the same game twice along with the console. Right. Yeah. Especially when it's just a bunch of other Mario games out there. Mm -hmm. I don't really see it, but I mean, to move that much in that short a time, it's, it's possible. What, possible what, what that said, I still think to a certain, not like, you know, to a large scale, but it, it will be a system seller because... Um, Smash is a big game for me. I know I probably said Zelda, but Smash has been a big game. You know, when I first uh, met my friends who I'm actually doing the website with was, you know, in college through Smash. And, you know, I had it. I didn't know it, I didn't know it was as competitive as it was. This is back in Melee. I didn't yeah. know it was as competitive as it was and it had the biggest following as it did. So I can see Smash selling some consoles, but it's not going to be, like, like you said, being that they released it at different times, I don't see it being the great system seller. Right. That and the holiday lineup, man. Like, all the other games that are coming out that aren't necessarily on a Wii U. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a shit ton of games coming out this year. Yes, there are. And, and there was zero games since, like, April. <laughs> like, ugh, it annoys me. Yeah. yeah. There are so many games that I just won't ever play because they released at a bad time. Yeah. Or there, I mean, there's certain games that I will play later on that just won't get my sales initially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Alien Isolation, for example. I mean, that came out during a time that makes the most sense for it, you know, coming out around October, you know, Halloween. That makes sense. But there's a lot of other games coming out around that time. You got to be yep. really careful and selective about when you release. Um, let's see. Sorry, I keep fucking losing the damn link. <clears throat> Aside from Smash Brothers, Bayonetta 2 released on the Wii U, of course. We talked about that. And in oh, Japan, this is on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, in Japan. Right, right. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. And, no, I, I, I like staggered that sentence without needing to. <laughs> Um, and it didn't sell very well on, in Japan, its homeland, where you know both Nintendo and Platinum Games are based, and Jap- the Japanese eat eat Platinum Games games up, yeah. <laughs> Platinum's games up. <laughs> and so, do you think it'll it'll put a dent in the U.S.? I don't think so. It hasn't been advertised. Like Sega hasn't advertised it at all. Like at oh, all. Sega. Um, Sega. Oh, I miss Sega. I, I miss I miss <laughs> the old Sega. I do. Yeah. Like I don't know. They seem to forget that you need to actually tell people that a game is coming out. <laughs> then again, like I forget that they still make games, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's a perfect cause and you know reaction. It, you don't you don't tell people about it. People don't know it's there. They don't buy it. Exactly. It's, it's legit. <sighs> I'm, it's just it's just such a shame that a game like Bayonetta that probably would have done really well on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure it would with everything else that everything else that's coming out because I don't know in just the no US games action like games like that. Out. Yeah, but they don't sell well. The first Bayonetta didn't sell well. It's like sold, it never did. It's so decent. It sold okay. PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah, but not well. Like yeah. But, and see, the thing is, I would never buy it for a Wii. Like, those kind of games, I need, you know, pretty much, like, for fighting games, is for I don't play fighting games on the Xbox. I have to use, you know, a smaller controller, something that feels right. I'm not going to play something like Bayonetta on a, a daggum tablet. <laughs> I can't, I just can't see myself. Like, that's, that's another thing that goes in. It's like, okay, like I said, so I had the two systems. Part of that is because I only play certain games. Okay. On certain types of or certain systems, like I will only play fighting games on the place of Sony's. Like I tried to do the Killer Instinct thing, I tried. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had an arcade stick, that's one thing. But I'm not spending 150 dollars unless I'm going to tournaments. Right, right. So, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's they better have gotten paid a lot of money. That's all I'm gonna say about that. They better Platinum better have gotten some big Nintendo dollars for that shit. I mean, um, I think they also may have just tried to uh, use the game, the game controller, like the gamepad, yeah. um, in new ways. So it may be like ingrained into the way the game is played, so that it couldn't easily move to another system too. I heard that it wasn't necessarily like that though. Like you could choose, you can play through the whole game without using the touch pad once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at their face. <laughs> um. Next thing is uh, Crytek 
is apparently open to rise on PS4. You know, do you think that them coming out and saying that kind of helps mark the rise of the death of uh, third-party exclusives? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I think it's because that company's bleeding money, and they're uh, still yeah, trying yeah, to find a way to push their products. And it didn't do that great on the Xbox One. I mean, it was a fun game, mm-hmm. but it, not, a, not a $60 fun game. And I don't, it's... No. For them, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, all right, that's fair. That's and, fair. and see, the, the thing for Crytek is, yeah, all their games are visually stunning, but they still leave a little something to be desired. Yeah, yeah. Because I had Crisis Two on my on my on my laptop here, and that game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it really like it wasn't that immersive. Like the story was seemed non-existent. I mean, and for a lot of shooters, you don't really necessarily need it. Right. But even still, even with the gameplay, it just. It's so much. Right. It felt hollow. Like it felt very derivative. Like mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we got what? We got Crisis Three. I want to say for free. Yep. yep. I still haven't played it. I've I, I've had it installed like since we got it for free, and I, I've started it once, but I didn't even hit start. I was like, ah, I just oh, I don't yeah, feel I played like it for a few hours. It it was like I don't know. It was generic. It felt generic. Yeah. Very mm. pretty generic, but generic. Kind of like Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a waste of money. Oh, that was a waste of money. You think so? <laughs> it was a pretty waste of money. Bro. It was a pretty waste of money. <laughs> say- I like the multiplayer better, but I've only played that twice. The like I was through with kill zone as soon as I finished the game. Like the ending, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I heard a lot of that ended pissed me off. I heard a lot of people say that. I heard a lot of people say that. I, I I don't care too much for the ending, but I'm not like angry about it. But I was just <laughs> I was just like, okay, all right. Because <laughs> like the last battle, they throw so much at you just for that, just yeah. for that. Yeah, just for that. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, it was cool. I'm not gonna. Damn, I can't even talk about it. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I thought it, there were certain cool things about it. Who you took control over. Type mm-hmm. of thing. I thought that was cool, but but then you know after that I was like, all right, well, what else is there to do? You know what? 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 what was there any consequence for any of this? <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our hot topics. For some reason, I put one, two, three, and then three instead of four. Uh, I can't count. I see that. Don't worry oh, about no, it. Don't change it. Don't, don't change it. Don't change it. <laughs> love Google Docs. <laughs> now, I would love if any of you have a guest topic you'd like to, to bring to the table to do that right now. <sighs> Let's see. I was trying to think of something, too. It doesn't have to be now. We can do it at the end. Uh, yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. Now... Do you think VR will really be the next big thing in gaming? <clears throat> go ahead. You, you go ahead. I, I, I'm ready. You ready? That's a deep sigh. Yeah, you go ahead. Because <laughs> no, unfortunately, we've we've lost a lot of our posts on the website. But VR is definitely—I I, want to say—is right around the corner. But it's definitely on the verge because there's so many things that have been uh, that are in the process. Uh, being you know completed that'll definitely work well with each other you do have the oculus rift and you know everybody's going the way of trying to have uh the headset first 
So you got the Oculus Rift, you got the Morpheus, and whatever other uh, peripherals are coming out for that. Um, as I was telling uh, Blaze earlier, and uh, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> the air, the air rig, um, which is a vest, and the vest um, it vibrates. It's uh, it has the subs in it, so it'll vibrate from the level of like a feather to getting hit in football. So you got your you got your immersion. <laughs> You got your immersion for goggles, you know, you know, while you're in there, then you can feel stuff. Then you have the omni mill, the, the the omni treadmill, you know, that you're walking around and then you know, you got your stuff like the uh, the mad genius controller. Yeah. So all of these together, you know, it's gonna be clunky at first, you know, but it's you know wires it's, it's necessary for the first step. You know, it's gonna be it's oh wire. Oh. <laughs> it's necessary for the first step. And you know, when you think about, I don't know if you guys are in the anime. Okay, I think that was my guest topic. But if you're in the anime, you got stuff like uh, Sword Art. You know, where all it is is just a little headset that kind of tests your nervous system. Which I don't know how I feel about that. But <laughs> no, if we're even gonna get to something like that, these kind of steps are necessary. And, it, and it's time to take the jump out there. I mean. Virtual reality, if you remember, what was that movie? Uh, was it First Kid? First Kid. First Kid with Sinbad. Huh, with Sinbad? Little, <laughs> yes. You know, at the very end, you know, he's at the little arcade and they got the little thing. We thought that, that's that's VR and that's years ago. It's about time yeah. that we've taken another step. Mm-hmm. Ten, a decade later or more. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's time. Okay. All right. What about you, uh, Dave? Well, I think that the tech is there. It's going to be a little bit... <laughs> the idea of that they're all trying to create us into super soldiers also enters my head. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're giving us everything they need. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine Battlefield or Call of Duty using all that shit? I can't. What's that, what's that movie called? War? Were yep. they doing that? Yep. With uh, Gerard Butler. <laughs> no, that was yeah. the game. That was no, gamer. No, 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 no. That was gamer. No, not no, not that. Oh, one. Yeah, that gamer, one gamer. Yeah. That one too, but it was an old one. It was supposed to be more no, of a uh, comedy. Oh, it was a comedy. Yeah, that Robin Williams movie with the yeah, toy, that uh, one. factory yeah. stuff. Yeah. Is that toys? Toys, yeah. I think. Yeah, toys. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't I know. Mean, I feel like it's a hard sell still. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's still clunky. Like. I don't know. The idea of wearing a helmet for hours on end to play a game is not appealing. Not at all. No, no. I will. To be fair, to be fair, I will say that people likely said the same thing about headsets. And sure. I, I love wearing these. I, I'm wearing them now. See, I know? would still rather not wear them. Like if I'm not talking to people. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather just sit down and play my game. And I don't think anything. Yeah. I mean, for me right now, is going to replace a controller. Just. I can't see that. Yeah, I, 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 I too much enjoy using a controller, but again, that mad, that mad controller, mad genius controller is a is a good hybrid between the two, and you can switch on the fly to to using motion versus using a standard controller. I think that's a really smart idea. Um, yeah. So I think I think advances in technology like that that will allow you to to bridge that and, and take away some of that clunkiness is is going to be a really huge first step for getting people involved in VR. And see, the crazy thing about that is, yeah, we have to have these uh, peripherals to use it for the first step. But true VR isn't going to shine if we ever get there until there is no periphery, until you truly yeah. are the controller. But yeah. they still have to figure out how movement works in a system like that. That's the big problem. Yeah. I mean, the exactly. Omni treadmill is a good solution, but at the same time, you're like... <gasps> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, and, you know, like... like 
Like, a treadmill's one-directional. Like, that means that you can go forward and backward. That doesn't easily, like, account for body the movement. That doesn't easily well, account for... Well, the Omni is actually, like, a little basin. Mm-hmm. And so you, right. have to, you have to, like, wear oh, gotcha. s- special shoes or whatever. Yeah. But you can, you can go, you know, any direction. Yeah, I got a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That still doesn't account for, like, I don't know. Like, games require you... Like, if we want to have full actual movement in games, like, you're going to be swinging your arms, you're going to be... Moving your head, you're going to be like dodging things, and I don't know. Unless you're going to wear like a mocap suit, which seems delightfully awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Let's suit up to play games. That would be kind of yeah. cool, though. Get an armor on and shit. Like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, until you have like multiplayer and you're like, all right, my turn's done. Let me unzip and you can put put this clothing on. Hey, here you go. No <laughs> sweating right here. <laughs> I, I I think it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes. Um, did any of you have any other thoughts uh, before we move on to the next topic? When it comes to VR, I just had too many thoughts, so we might as well go ahead and move on. <laughs> You're excited. Like, though, the only yeah. other thing, in, uh, price, price, however yeah. much this, it might yeah, cost. Exactly, and that was I was thinking like, especially at this point, to have all that, you, that shit's gonna be expensive. That's that's, really a, that's, that's a couple grand. And it's big, so like you need a lot of space to to dedicate to it too. Like, and that immediately cuts out like a big consumer base that like lives in a small apartment. Like, what are you? Where are you going to put this treadmill and this helmet and this gloves <laughs> and this other thing and all this other stuff? Like, yeah. not to mention that it costs like a year's rent to buy it all. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's going to be probably the biggest thing, especially in this day and age. I mean, I, th- I think technically we're out of the recession, but people are broke out here. got that kind of money to drop on them. Yeah, exactly. So they got to get their price right. I mean, I want Sword Art Online, minus the, minus the murder. I want Sword Art Online. <laughs> but, like, we're not there yet. Minus the murder. <laughs> exactly. Um. And we, of course, we've talked about reviews a lot in our, our Black Oni podcast thread. I've uh, talked about it in, in a bunch of videos. And on the Black Oni blog, there are reviews as well as on uh, GameHow. So, Polygon and DualShockers both pull reviews after they've published them. Um, <laughs> Polygon, most notably because of, because of who they are and their, their infamy reputation amongst gamers... Um, they pulled their Drive Club review uh, to update it to give it a lower score. And it's, I think it's really interesting. I think they originally gave it like a 7.5 and now they gave it a 5.5. And a lot of that's attributed to the connectivity issues. Mm-hmm. If I could count how many times within the last year there have been games that released with connectivity issues, including Battlefield, including <laughs> NBA 2K15, including... Uh, what's that other game I was just thinking about? Grand Theft Auto Online. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. If if we were... See, this is why review scores are fucked up, man. <laughs> this is... I mean, the problem there is that, like, you need to have a review out before or when the game comes out, so you have to have an early copy. But then you can't actually test out the network features because there's no network yet. Like, yep. Right. Yep. And and I do think what to that same reason it's hard to time your reviews because me personally, 
I got a lot of stuff going on. So I would like to get review copies, but at the same time, I like to truly be able to, you know, have have all the kinks of the game worked out so I can give it a fair review. I don't want to give a review. It's like, well, I know the game's not polished yet, or I, I know this is such and such. I want to give it just a true review without having to go back and, oh, uh, let me make this update or whatever. Right. They should just, like, you should still be able to market lower than when you release that review. I mean, yeah. Destiny, despite all its flaws, for the most part, hasn't had those kind of fucking issues. Right. We haven't had, I mean, anywhere close to the level of, say, Grand Theft Auto Five online when that first came out, and for like two weeks didn't even fucking work. Yeah. Or, uh, or lo- no, it was longer. Wasn't it like a month? It had to be at least a month. I, I remember it was, I it was something crazy. For a while. I was just like, "Fuck!" I just this. gave up. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I mean, at least they got that part right, and we still can judge them upon that. So if those issues are there, then yeah, mark them lower for that. A game being released on release day always meant this is the finished product. Not it's going to be better in a month. No, fuck right. that. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that it doesn't mean that anymore. Like games right. on release day aren't done anymore, and that's like a massive problem. That is a problem. Mm. I agree. Um, but it makes me but wonder this, why why their score went from a seven point five when it already wasn't working before to all of a sudden now being a five point five. Yeah. Well, a lot of I mean, like at the same time, you also have to think with reviews. Like, if I gave this a low review because it isn't working correctly on launch, if somebody's looking to buy this game like a year later and all of those are fixed, like my right. review needs to reflect that as well. Right. Right. So. But also, like in in terms of reviewers. I feel like reviewer, that's not really the proper title. It's more the critics. Mm. And yeah. so I think a lot, especially the people or the newer people that come out, you know, that or want to get into that scene, they feel that when you're a critic, you have to truly be critical of everything and, and sort of a, a negative aspect. Right. To get your name out there, you have to feel like you are the know-it-all, the be-all, end-all. Right. And you got to tell everything what's wrong to show what you would do better. And that's why your opinion counts, but I don't, I don't, I don't really drive with that. Yeah. No, I mean not because what Alien Isolation was another one that came out, mm, and great example. when the, when you give it a score of say a nine out of ten or a, a really great game, something you need to pick up, and it's really nostalgic to the series, and it looks great, and it gives you that tension, and then some other motherfucker says, "No, this is a five and a half out of ten because it was too hard." Because I kept dying repeatedly because it was unfair. The checkpoint system makes no sense. Yeah, and it's stuff like that. Well, it's like, wait, well, is it good or is it bad? Like, what am I supposed to go with here? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, I- well, I think that there's such difference in opinion is like a good thing. Like, I don't know. Whenever a game has universal scores that are within a couple points of each other and it's not either spectacular or terrible, I get really concerned because, like, if everybody gives it a 7.8, that's weird. <laughs> well, not necessarily like, because I think I think if a game gets kind of like good scores all throughout seven point eight or seventy five or seventy eight out of a hundred, whatever the fuck, I think that that pretty much goes to show that there's a there's a commonality amongst the things that people do like and don't like about it. And if they can identify what that is and that is consistent throughout, then you have a pretty good understanding of like what works and doesn't work from a universal standpoint. So you can I have mean, like, like an average, yeah, yeah. Everybody plays games differently, and everybody yeah. values different things. Yeah. So, you know, like, I feel like wide variances in scores is just natural. Like, what matters to me may not be what matters to you. Right. So. 
so that's just sort of the way it is. To that point, I think it's more important to kind of note what what's said as as facts about the game or nuances. Like the reasons or, behind it. The reasons behind yeah. it more so than the, the actual numbers because people of every outlet has their different ways of using numbers. Um, and so like if you look at the IGN review and the GameSpot review of of Alien Isolation, we'd use this as an example again. They, the only negatives they said about it were that the check the save point system was flawed and it was too difficult. Mm-hmm. And they played the game on hard, which was the recommended difficulty. But other than that, like those were the things they th- they said that they didn't like about it, and they gave the game a five and a six out oh, of ten. Oh, I mean, if the checkpoint system is so flawed that you can't play the game, yeah, then like it deserves it, right? But they need to make that statement then. Yeah. What are the gripes that they have? Because I do remember them saying that, but there was more to it than just that. I think those were the main ones. Um, I can look up the review again right now. Um, Alien Isolation, IGN. Can't use my brain anymore. And and I think, like I said, the the biggest thing about reviews is, yeah, you can have your numbers, and a lot of people think the number system is flawed all that, but at least if you're going to write a review, at least make sure you or clear with your reasoning. Right. Because if you just say, oh, this is a waste of time, well, shit, why? Let me see what your <laughs> reasons are so if those even yeah. matter to me or not. Right. And so so what it says is frustration alien AI uh, loses the fear and poor pacing. And see, I think those are all legitimate concerns. Those are legitimate concerns, but they did, they did in their review also see that they did play the game on hard and that was their recommended thing. Apparently, other people who have played it on normal didn't feel like those were uh, issues that went above the, the stellar presentation and genuinely unnerving uh, aspects of it. And those were the other positive things that they said about it. So, um, hmm. I, I've, I've played games with poor pacing before, and that and mm-hmm. that that wasn't enough reason to to severely negatively score a game. I don't think. You know, it's just something you dislike. It could have been yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But if the gameplay is still there, then it's still there. If the visual's still there, one thing. I, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm tired of people griping about difficulty. <laughs> You're right. Look, gaming has become so casual. It's so everybody friendly, which is a good thing. But at the same time, stop complaining about difficulty. If it's too hard, then don't play it. <laughs> well, I think I it's. There's right. different kinds of difficulty. There's difficulty where like it's challenging, but it's doable, mm-hmm. and then there's difficulty where it's just cheap and it feels like, I don't know, like it's impossible to actually play. There's a couple of fucking instances in Destiny I could think of right now that I don't like that. Like I said, I appreciate what they did with the AI, but I do not. I can't jail with that splash shit. The splash shit. Like, right, the when the enemy sponges. can't see you, when the enemies can't see, like, the, the hydras, but they're just steadily blowing up your spot just to, to get that damage? Yeah. No. I'm like, leave me alone, screen just shaking. Yeah. <laughs> see, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, if, if a game has that sort of difficulty throughout, then I think that is a big problem. Yeah. Whereas if a game is just, like, challenging, but, like, after a couple tries you can do it mm-hmm. every time then I think that that's a good thing. And from what I understand of Alien Isolation, that's what that's like. So I, I haven't played it, so I have I don't know. I've just read a lot about it. Um, I'm going to try this. i got to figure it out for myself. Yeah. I've been conflicted about this since they ta- first came out the title. Mm-hmm. They broke my heart with the last fucking trash <laughs> yeah, Aliens <laughs> game they came out with. Colonial Marines. Ugh. That was terrible. Um, 
and you know, Dual Shockers they pulled their evil within review as well. Um, but their reason was different. It, they their editor in chief kind of pulled it back because it wasn't reflective of the quality of reviews that they wanted to uh, to put out there. And to your to your point, um, Dream, when we were talking about getting those reviews out, you know, as soon as possible, but also like trying to keep in mind that you want to play it when it's in its best state. You know, there's a there's this tendency within the industry to get your review out as soon as possible because the first person out there who gets the review out will will get the instantly views. have the hits instantly have yep. the views yep. and the beauty and the beast of that is that we will as consumers see that sooner than we would have if we would just buy the game but at the same time you have to, you have to wonder all the time like how much time they actually had to play the game because like a, a, another example of destiny you know the game came out and you know reviewers only had it maybe a couple of days before the game was released and for you to really enjoy the game, there has to be a lot of people playing it, right? So, I I don't I don't even know what the solution is for something like that. Like, and like, and just in Destiny standpoint, their reviews were negative more so just about the game itself. Not not so much saying you know what, like you know when, when they had the information of what the game was supposed to be. Yeah. It wasn't so much of that. It was that you know this game isn't this, but they weren't because they were they were holding it to a standard that wasn't to be. You know, like from the jump, uh, I mean, it's a standard that Destiny themselves set, though. Right. It was it was legitimately their fault. Yeah. But they, they, they were also still showing things made like a sure they said it's not an MMO. Yeah. Wait, would you say I completely just got both of you coming in at the same time? Go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead, I dream. All right. So what I was saying was, but they did one thing that was getting on my nerves. Is that Bungie made sure to say we are not? They 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 constantly say we're not an MMO. Yeah, we are not an MMO. That's not what we're trying to do here. Yep. But everybody kept saying, "Oh, oh, MMOs do this." MMOs. Said, well, clearly you didn't watch the damn presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister I mean, Knowledgeable. They also said like we're not an MMO, but here's all the things our game is going to do, which happened to be exactly what an MMO does. <laughs> And yep. here's a preview with a whole bunch of footage that isn't actually in the game anywhere. Right. Yeah, that hurt my that hurt my feelings. It that, did. That hurt Definitely. my feelings too, and especially like there were previews uh, for the game a week before it came out that showed stuff that isn't in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and and that 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 link I put in the the Facebook thread, the podcast Facebook thread, um, in addition to the one that Dream actually shared with me, pretty much like detailed what went wrong with that game, and it's a it's a damn shame. Essentially, for you guys at home who don't know what happened. Uh, the main writer uh, for the game ended up leaving because of disagreements between uh, what what people wanted out of the game, and uh, they were they were supposed to be a huge huge project. It was supposed to like Dream says, you know, it was supposed to be like uh, a Mass Effect, you know, MMO style game, and and that's what we were promised, and I think that's why why people were so disappointed. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think reviews are in a very weird state because I, I've been fortunate to kind of see a lot of uh, out- publications and outlets change the way that they review games and the way that they score them, the way that they handle them. Um, but there's still there's still so many of them out there that are are in it for not only the wrong reasons but also like are are just straight corrupt. And uh, I think this this 
this bleeds into our, our next and final uh, topic, aside from if there were any guest topics after that. Um, the Gamergate movement. Mm. And I know we've all heard about the Gamergate movement. We've heard about what it's what it's what it is, has turned into. In many um, ways, it's gone way too far. Yes. Like yes, yes. And I think I think the idea of what Gamergate movement was supposed to be has become so blurred and misconstrued that it's now being presented, especially in regular media, to people who don't play games as this attack on females. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's, I think now it's basically like, oh, you're a female reviewer. You must be. You must have slept around to get that job, right? It, it, well, and the two sides of that, right? The two sides of that are, are you must be, you must be sleeping around to get your job. Um, that's the negative side of the GamerGate, you know, thing. And then there's the other side of it where it's, oh, you're with GamerGate, you automatically don't like females in your games, yeah. or, and and. Now I've been doing more research on this lately, especially because. Um, uh, someone who will be on the podcast very soon uh, actually did a talk about what Gamergate was supposed to was supposed to be about. And if you go into the forums and see like the moderators for the Gamergate, uh, the whole movement as a whole, like they they have very strict guidelines of what you should do for conducting yourself as someone who says they support Gamergate. There should be in no way, any shape or form, you know, uh, harassment towards others or threats towards others or anything that people under the Gamergate stigma have been doing anyway the idea was for it to to shed light on this corruptness that we've been talking about before and you know the suspicions that people have had for so long about these major publications and these major gaming sites um taking all these underhanded uh you know under the table deals with publishers and and situations you know the most recent example would be the shadows of mortar uh reviews that went out you had to sign a specific deal to to even get a review copy, uh, to to talk positively about the game, um, and and the suspicions that people have had for so long about these publications, like skewing their perceptions of things for the sake of more money. That's what the what it's supposed to have been about the GamerGate conspiracy. It, that was what it was supposed to be, but it has become it has become taken by these people who just want to see everything burn essentially. Like people who are who are genuinely misogynistic, who are genuinely uh, intending to do terrible things to people. You know, the Anita Sarkeesian, as much as I, I'm not a fan of hers uh, in terms of uh, her, her attacks on the the not her attacks, her views on it as a whole versus looking at it, uh, her views on it on one side versus looking at it holistically. Uh, she's been on the the negative receiving end of a lot of it now. Um, you know, she's she's gotten various explicit threats on her life and yep. the well-being of other people uh, as a direct result of this, and it, it frustrates me to know that there are people in our our community who are willing to even say stuff like this. And I think, like, I don't know, that's sort of the negative stereotype of gamers. Always are just like the people that just want to talk shit on everyone and make everybody else feel terrible. That's why Destiny doesn't have voice chat, according to them. Like, except with your, with people in that you're actually friends with is because they don't want that. And I think that that's a legitimate concern. Like the gaming community, just like the Twitter community is a place where people love to just bully everyone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just the online community in general though, especially yeah. like YouTube gaming. They just have trolls everywhere. Like it's, it's the norm to be a troll, but it, it's like, stupid. It's that's not a good thing. Trolls. That's the, that's the problem. Trolls. Yeah. 
it's 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 upsetting so, because I know there are a lot of people who are really behind the Gamergate movement as, a, as before it became what it is now. Um, and so, forgive my ignorance, but because I'm kind of I've been trying to read it real quick because I haven't really checked it out, uh, determining which direction Gamergate was going. Yeah. Now, is Gamergate supposedly because what I'm reading real quick right here, just skimming. It was supposed to be something kind of for like the hardcore gamer aspect or just gamers in general? It depends on how you define hardcore gamer. So like if you're if you're someone who plays games regularly, that can be considered a hardcore gamer to some people. Um, I think I think it's it's supposed to be a movement for anyone who, who calls himself a gamer in that sense that they play games regularly. Um a way to kind of shed light on on the stuff that's just going on. Yeah, I think it's just it. It was originally meant to just be like a a, a questioning of the ethics of the people that oh, are giving okay. us information. Okay. Yeah, um, because a lot of things came to light about illicit deals and about certain people sleeping around to get their stuff published, and other people when they found out and mentioned it, having having themselves essentially like blacklisted from the community. And then, like sweeping, sweeping stuff under the rug, and, and the various yeah. instances of evidence supporting all that. Um, yeah, and, and and you know, this is this has been building up over years and years. Like I, I remember talking to um, to both Kevin and to Dave about stuff like this way prior to this. It's like, man, like it's so hard to trust reviewers nowadays because we know this, that, and that. Yeah, yeah. And so the messaging behind Gamergate, of course, has just become to the point where it's it's more about. Like, oh, gamers hate women. It's like, no, that's not what it was supposed to be about. It's what it's turned into because there's people who will go in and, and try to ruin that regardless, but... Well, you know, it's because many people that Go ahead, Kev. I think there are too many people that, like, one, like, have points of view that are, that are just negative, and two, are also just, like, this person's making a living doing something that I want to do, so I'm going to do anything I can to take them down. I think that that's part of it too, mm-hmm. and I think that that's I don't know. That's a social problem that we have in regards of what profession. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's yeah. an American problem right there. Instead of helping, you know, as, instead of asking, okay, see if I reach out, say, you know, maybe he can. Like I said, that's how you know with Will here. You know, I reached out to him. You know, give him some point, ask for some pointers. You know what I can do, versus be like, you know what. This motherfucker doing something I want to do. Let me uh, find everywhere I can to screw him over instead of doing what I can for myself. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to work. Right. Yes. Right. And yeah. It's it's so, become so easy to 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 brush stuff off or to or to be negative towards things. You know, uh, I I found that you know especially I, I don't want to say say this but like especially in the black community, there were so many people who would rather see others either suffer or do worse. At least in the hood, I'm not talking about as a whole, but just you know, people who think Shit. like that in a specific way, they would rather they rather be haters than like help each other, you know? Right, definitely. But it's not it's not only exclusive to you know that community though. I know that there's a big talk too in um, like gender discourses about sort of any any community that is sort of struggling with identity, which ultimately is every community has members who rather than being constructive. Uh, would much rather be destructive and tear somebody else down and take their place rather than working together to build something better. And that's, I don't know, that's a big societal problem. Like, yeah. well, no matter where we apply it, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, this this kind of stuff 
doesn't help with that case. <laughs> it was originally intended to, and then got side railed very quickly right. because there were there were so many people saying that this whole thing was only about being sexist towards others. So, oh, well, the first thing I heard about uh, GamerGate. I thought, like, the first thing I heard was something against, uh, you know, people of a different sexual orientation. Yeah. Like, it was a Gamergate with a Y, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was confused the first time I heard about it. And, and that's the thing, the messaging behind it. And that's also another thing about this that I wanted to touch on before we, we of course, wrap this up. The whole messaging uh, to people out there uh, who are reading it through publications in the first place... Um, the whole messaging overall has been totally fucked up on that because the only thing that's been reported from major publications is one side of that entire scenario. So yeah. the only thing that you know about Gamergate is what you've been told through these publications. And if they're only reporting on one side of it, that's all you'll know. And, it, and it's, it's this way with, with general media as well, with the way that we, we get our news from other outlets as well. It's like there there is blatant corruption within the news industry in general. It, it's just, it's just so frustrating. I don't Definitely know. agree. I think, I think we will eventually get to the point where we can, where stuff like this, you know, podcasts and people discussing it on different outlets and different forms. You know, we years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that I would be this involved in the gaming industry. And so there are people who will listen to this and they will understand more clearly what that's supposed to be about. And so I think I hope that people will see more of that stuff out there to see to see both sides of it, so they can make their own their own thoughts about it. You know. Hmm. I mean, ultimately, like gaming is supposed to be about fun and enjoyment, and not like hatred and fear. Yep. Yeah. So if you're spreading one of those things, then just get out of the community. Just like get out. Just get out. We don't need you. Well, there's a, a few people out there. Go on Twitter and just like tweet mean things at at, Kel- at Katy Perry instead. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what people are doing. You're just, you're just as bad as that. Corner. Right. Yeah. I still saw, like... I mean, thinking back on it, like, something else I played recently, because we're on the subject of hatred. Oh, uh, there There's a, there's still active KKK players playing Black Ops 2. And they oh, got the yeah. em- emblems and the hate speech to go along with it, dude. Yep. Not a fan. Not and, and, just, just got... This is... Gaming is no place for you. It is no place for you. It just isn't. It's just sad, man. I mean, I think generally the the whole problem with the online community is that like it's so anonymous. So like, I can take my crazy beliefs uh, that I would never discuss in public, and mm-hmm. absolutely throw them in everyone's face. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With no repercussions, and we need some sort of repercussions. Yeah, we need. We need. We need. And that's another thing that this this whole movement has been about, you know, the accountability. Like, if if yeah. these outlets have no reason to stop messing with our medium, then why wouldn't they stop? Like, why would they? Yeah. Why would they? Why would they stop? I should say. Anyway, I don't want us to get too riled up about this. You know, we're 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 all passionate about gaming, and I'm so thankful to have people like that around me and working with me and also playing with me because we play together all the time um and so i think passion is what drives things forward in life in general um indeed yeah so uh, are there any other topics that you wanted to introduce before we set this to a close 
Well, it's not so much a topic. Okay. But just for uh, you you guys here, now, I, I am a very big anime hit. <laughs> so, you know, I, I like to wrap brains of people that I, I, I find also share that interest. What animes are you guys watching? I know, Will, you slacking. <sighs> so bad. I just started watching Psychopaths because it's on Netflix okay. now. Yeah, um, it's good. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's not spectacular, it's, but it's good. What's it's it about? It's, it's pretty good. It's about um, like police officers in the future where you have a constant monitor of your mental state. So if your mental state is starting to indicate that you're going to get violent, they show up and stop you. Stop. But uh, it's composed of like detectives who are people who are there to just investigate and then enforcers who are the people that otherwise would be murdering other people. Damn. So, like, they've taken their most violent people, and if they don't incarcerate them, they give them a job. Huh. It's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty violent. It's pretty violent. Yeah, it's really well, violent. I I did a couple years ago watch this show called uh, Chrome Shelled Radios. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. seen that. I uh, heard it. It's also on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it's or really was cool. at one point. It, it was. Yeah. It might still be. Um, it's like it takes place in a dystopian future where it's like. Uh, there are these schools that are, or these cities that are on like these moving platforms, and in, like the world has been put into a chaotic state, and so they had to like make make these giant cities mobile. And then there's like these aliens that like come down and like try to kill people to like harvest their something. I think their organs or something like that. I don't I don't remember because it was a while ago, but I just remember like that was one of the last anime that I saw that was really great. Aside from, I didn't finish Attack on Titan. I have like four episodes left. And uh, there's this show that uh, you'll see her on at some point, Shadow Glance. Uh, she told me about uh, called Ten Tenjo Tenge, which is like it's it's like it's a weird it's weird to explain. It like takes place in a a school setting, but they're martial arts schools, and then like um, it's a long story, but it's pretty interesting. Um, there's swords and fighting and and boobs. And <laughs> and boobs. Yeah, I'm just and, pulling it up. Well, the, the manga anime. apparently is very. Hey, much I don't think you need to say that. Oriented. I think that's implied. <laughs> that's implied. <laughs> the manga is very much more so, uh, more so fan service, fan servicey. But the show also has its moments. Yeah. Yeah, they just finished History Strongest Disciple. History Strongest Disciple. Yeah, the manga just finished for that. I don't know if he was watching that. History Strongest Disciple, Kenichi. I didn't see that. I might have to check that out though. There's a lot. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just got crunchy. I just got crunchy roll. So I burned through stuff. I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Nice. Um, what about I you? watched the devil. The devil is a part timer too. I watched recently because that's really funny. Like it is. It got less. It got less good as the series went on, and the ending where it is right now on Netflix is terrible. But it's really funny. Like I don't I know, the very... story of that one is that like. The devil to escape, uh, he's like losing a battle. So he opens up a portal to our world and takes his lieutenants with him. But then when he gets to our world, like, he just starts working at a McDonald's and gets really into it. Like, really into it. And he's also a nice guy. Like, and apparently, the devil and Lucifer are not the same people. Yes. Oh, go figure. But, uh, like, it's very, it, it tricks you. Like, the very first episode, I was like, damn, it's gonna be, like, it's nice fighting. And then we got to whack Arnold, so I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what you watching, man? 
I'm actually not as big an anime as you guys. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I understand. I will say that I did watch X-Men Days of Future Past for the second time since I thought saw it in theaters this morning. Because it's finally on uh, Amazon Instant Video. Mm-hmm. And it it's, was amazing to go through again. Really good. Yeah. Alright, if it's on Amazon Instant Video, I'm going to have to just watch that shit because... I mean, it was. It's like the price of a ticket, so it's like four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Oh, you have to buy it though. No, it's running. I mean, rent what what tickets cost that cheap? Yo, I mean, in theaters, what tickets gonna cost that? It's like what fifteen dollars for an yeah. IMAX theater? Oh, yeah, ten dollars okay. for a regular movie theater. Okay, yeah, I was it's... about to say four ninety nine. What, what tickets? What kind of movie theater are you going to? Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking like a, a regular movie theater. So instead of going anywhere, I just get to sit on my fat ass and it's just fed to me straight through my console, and I don't have to return anything. It's just gone after a little bit. I, I'm totally yep. cool paying that. Right on. Well, anyway. Um... Thank you guys, obviously, for coming on to this episode of the Black Oni Podcast, episode 32. I still don't have a title. I don't know what to... Whatever. I'm just going to leave it at that for now. <laughs> um, thank you guys at home for tuning into the live stream and also for listening on YouTube and iTunes. To, to see future episodes on live stream, I'm going to be doing some more activity on Twitch from now on. Uh, you go to twitch.tv slash jblaze06 with no underscore and you will be able to see any twitch live streams whether i'm playing games or or doing the uh the the charity thing i was telling you about extra life and doing podcasts so yeah thank you guys love you all (laughs) game on and jblaze